I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Buck Martinez on the SDCCU fan hotline. Blue Jays announcer, longtime skipper of Major League Baseball. Buck, thanks for joining us. How, how are things in the great white north today? Well, everybody's pretty excited. As you mentioned, the Raptors are really... Uh... Uh, it captured the imagination of this city, that's for sure, and they're a game away from going to the finals to match up against the Warriors. So everybody's pretty excited about that, that's for sure. Uh, who is a bigger deal right now in Toronto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> Kawhi Leonard right now. They're offering him multi-million dollar condos to stay and re-sign with the Raptors, so I think <laughs> he's a much bigger deal right now. I mean, that was condos, plural. Yes. Okay. Wow. So he's he's got his big mansion down here in San Diego. Do you, do you think that the uh, the real estate in Toronto might be able to uh, keep the former Aztec uh, in Toronto for a uh, long term? Well, you know what? I think he's really uh, been um, impressed with the support that he's gotten here since he's come to the Raptors. And you know, a lot of people don't know what Toronto's all about. You get a chance to play here on a regular basis, and uh, everybody thinks of it as being uh, some remote destination, but it's anything but that. And the Raptors and the Blue Jays over the last several seasons and going back to the World Series years, this is a pretty good sports town. And everybody is behind the Raptors right now, and I'm sure there are going to be a lot of Blue Jays players at the Raptors game tomorrow night when they try to wrap up this Eastern Conference final. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible sports city, and I'm, I'm kind of bummed I'm not making the trip this year. Uh, from what I've seen, it seems like they're really, really going to embrace Vladimir Guerrero Jr. What have, what have you just kind of noticed is the reaction to, to what he's been done so far. I know he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but how has the city kind of started to embrace an incredible young talent? Well, they embraced him in spring training, and then he got hurt. They were anxious for his arrival early on, and then he got hurt, and he had to rehab. And, you know, it was a, a little bit of a delay, but when he got here, you know, there was press conferences, a lot of media attention, and I, I think that kind of distracted him a bit. So it took him a couple of weeks to get his feet on the ground, and then he had two home runs in San Francisco against the Giants. And, uh, you know, now he's kind of relaxed. And you can see uh, just uh, why everybody's so excited about a 20-year-old. And, um, you know, with the Padres coming in, everybody was anxious to see Tatis, but he's not healthy yet. But I know they're going to bring up Josh Naylor tonight, and he's from Mississauga, which is just a suburb of Toronto. So it's going to be an exciting weekend to see Naylor and then Cal Quantrill pitch on Saturday. There's a lot of good things going on, a lot of Canadian connections with the Padres right now. Yeah, Buck Martinez uh, the, uh, joining us here on All uh, All Toronto Radio on uh, 97.3 The Fan here in San Diego. Uh, pitching has obviously been a big problem for the Blue Jays this year. You had to go and get Edwin Jackson because I believe he had at one point three healthy starters. Yeah, I mean, Clayton Richard, a guy who we know well here in San Diego, he got hurt. Clay Buckholtz got hurt. Who are the arms, aside, aside from Marcus Stroman, who I think the Padres fans are going to be very interested in watching him because of all the rumors about a possible trade to San Diego with him. Other than that, who, who is throwing for the Blue Jays, and is it uh, as big a problem as we're perceiving it to be right now? Yeah, it was uh, it was a bad situation coming out of spring training because the Blue Jays lost Ryan Barucki right out of spring training. He never broke with the camp. He uh, pitched well for him last year as a rookie, and then Matt Shoemaker got off to a great start, and then he was lost for the season with a knee injury. And uh, Quentin Richard made his debut yesterday and pitched very well over four innings. I mean, it was just his second 
uh, game all season long anywhere. Uh, and he looked like uh, he was going to be okay. But right now it's Stroman and Sanchez, Thornton, Jackson, and, and Richard. That's the five-man rotation. But uh, injuries have been a concern right now. But Stroman's throwing the ball well. He'll match up against Chris Paddock on on Sunday. So that's going to be an interesting matchup as well. But uh, I think overall the, the things have kind of settled down a little bit with the return of Clayton Richard. Yeah, Stroman Paddock's going to be outstanding. I, I want to kind of touch on some of the young prospects like Paddock and Guerrero. It seems like he's settled into a groove right now. Fernando Tatis came up right away and contributed uh, in San Diego before his injury. Does it ever surprise you how how some of these young guys just seem to these days seem to step into their major league roles and and execute almost flawlessly as though as though it's it's not a huge leap even though it is. I mean, so many young guys in the last two years. You go back to last season with Acuna and Juan Soto. It, it doesn't seem to be like this is really all that difficult a transition for them when it's the most difficult transition in, in, in sports. Yeah, I, I think the difference nowadays is the fact these uh, young players have been exposed to, to the attention for a long time. When Guerrero signed at 16, that was a big deal because his father was a Hall of Famer. And we saw Michael Chavis come up with the Red Sox over the weekend. He's already had 10 home runs. But I think because the younger players are exposed to so much attention, the Arizona Fall League, the Futures game, travel teams as kids, and they all think that, uh, you know, this is just another step in the progression, and it's not such a big deal. Years ago, you know, the major leagues was a distant dream that everybody had. When they got there, they were overwhelmed not the case anymore with these kids they've been exposed to a lot of attention because of social media for one but because they've been exposed to a higher level of talent throughout their minor league careers how much also is it the fact that vladimir guerrero jr and fernando tatis jr and even like dante bichette tyler nevin some of these other guys who are kind of the next in line they grew up around major league clubhouses they they kind of understand the ebb and the flow and and the vibe and and what it really takes to to be around a, a game a team for 162 games how much of that conditioning is helping maybe accelerate some of these younger guys because they simply grew up in the culture it's absolutely a dramatic uh, advantage for them uh, when we see uh, Guerrero go around, and we, we go to Anaheim, and he's he's not talking with other rookies. He's talking with Albert Pujols. The same uh, when we went to Minnesota, he wasn't talking to rookies. He was talking to Nelson Cruz. Uh, these have been his friends because he was around his dad when his dad was playing in All-Star games. And Albert Pujols talked about Guerrero as a seven-year-old at an All-Star game during the home run hitting contest because he was there with his father all the time. And the same can be said for Tatis and Kevin Biggio is coming up tonight with the Blue Jays, and his dad, of course, is a Hall of Famer, so he's been around the major leagues. So nobody's overwhelmed by this, and I think for these second-generation players, it's a tremendous advantage for them to come in and have the comfort level that they have, and it's just like another game and something they expected to do their entire life. What stands out to you about Vlad Jr. at the plate? I mean, we, we've heard so much about what he's able to do and, and the, the power he has, the, the plate skills he has, the, the discipline he has, and the strike zone control. From what you've seen in the major leagues thus far, what is it about him that is going to make him a special player? It's how hard he hits the ball consistently. Uh, he's hit a few balls 120 miles an hour, and uh, it's amazing how quick he can get through there. But, you know, he's, he's hit some long home runs. Uh, he hit a home run 451 feet to dead center in San Francisco. And he's just one of those guys that uh, you can see he's a special talent at the plate. He uh, has great discipline. Unlike his father, he's not a free swinger. His dad could hit anything. And uh, Vladdy has a junior has a very good uh, appreciation of the strike zone. 
And I think early on when he was having his struggles, he was trying to hit everything, and now he's much more patient. And recently he's had more walks than strikeouts. Another guy who's a rookie who's swinging the bat really well is Rowdy Tellez. Where, where did this kid come from? Is this, uh, is this a flash in the pan? Is this a guy who was going to continue to lead the team in home runs and, and RBI unless Vladimir Guerrero Jr. goes up and, and catches him? He's a first baseman. Uh, he's got nine home runs. I mean, he's, he's got an OPS that's climbing above 800 now. How has this kid uh, shown up and kind of where did he come from? He didn't, didn't hear a whole heck of a lot about him uh, on the whole you know, top 100 prospects list and all that good stuff. Right. Rowdy Tellez was a late-round pick by the Blue Jays because he had signed to go to USC. Uh, he's actually from my high school, Elk Grove High School, outside of Sacramento, and uh, I, I've seen him since he was a senior in high school. He's got big power. I mean, he's got legitimate power at any parts of the ballpark, and uh, he's done some dramatic things this season as far as adjusting to major league pitching, hitting left-handed pitching, and I think he's going to play every day now, whether it's a first base splitting time with Justin Smoke or it's the DH. But he's got big power, and you can't uh, you can't find a lot of big natural power hitters like Rowdy Tellez. So he's the real deal. He had a great year a couple of years ago in Double A, had a couple of mediocre years in Triple A, and then came up last year and really got off to a great start in September. And he's carried that into this season. Uh, but he's going to play every day now, and I think the Blue Jays are confident that he's going to provide the left-handed bat that they've been looking for. I think it's pretty clear the Blue Jays have some some nice young pieces that, that they can build around for the future, maybe need to fill in a little bit in the rotation. Uh, but that division is just so tough. And yes, and, and when you add Tampa Bay, what, what they're doing and what they're able to do with finding guys and, and converting them into, into all-stars out of nothing and, and the payrolls of the Yankees and the Red Sox and the way those those teams have flourished recently, just how, how tough is it to, to compete in the American League East on a day-in, day-out basis? It is very tough. And we just got uh, – we lost uh, three out of four to the Red Sox here over the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, they're a terrific team. Of course, they're reigning world champs. But, you know what, the Blue Jays have been in this division before and they've won in this division before. And I think it's just a, a cyclical thing now where they're on the rebuilding end of things while the Red Sox and the Yankees are a little bit closer to consistent contention. But uh, Tampa Bay, you're right. They've done a remarkable job year in and year out, developing players, signing players, finding talent wherever they could. And uh, it's a tough division. There's no getting around it. The Blue Jays have never had a lot of success playing Tampa Bay down at St. Pete, and that's where they're headed on Monday. So I I think that uh, the organization realizes they've got to get a lot of depth going before they're ever going to get back to contention like they did in 15 and 16. Buck Martinez joining us on the SDCCU Fan Hotline on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Buck, we don't whole lot, or hear a whole lot about the Blue Jays down here in San Diego. And we know about it with the history with you know the 92 and 93 teams and the great players who have been there. But what is it about San Diego that folks in Toronto might know? I mean, is this one of those series where they're kind of like going, it's, it's a novelty because of the whole interleague thing? Or is there some, some, some real eyeballs on this team, maybe because Manny Machado being in Baltimore for all those years? But is this something that, that ter- Toronto baseball fans are looking to see? Oh, I'm curious, what's all, what, what's all about the Padres? No, I think the fans are very curious. Uh, and you mentioned Machado, of course. We've seen him uh, over the years with Baltimore and Eric Hosmer. Blue Jays matched up against the Rose a couple of years ago in the playoffs, so they know all about Eric Hosmer as well. And Will Myers got his start with Tampa Bay, and uh, of course, uh, I think uh, Guerrero, I know, is going to be interested in seeing Flamio Reyes because they both grew up in the same town. And, uh, you know, uh, Guerrero is good friends with Reyes' 
younger brother. So uh, there's a lot of connections here. But I think the fans are very interested because it's a it's a team that, that got a lot of attention because of signing Hosmer and Machado the last couple of years. But uh, it's a talented team, and I, I think that everybody is anxious to see the Padres again. It's always interesting to see interleague play. And now with Josh Naylor coming up from the minor leagues to make a, a debut over the weekend, I think it's going to be a real special weekend, especially with Naylor and Cal Quantrill both appearing in this series. That's awesome. Buck Martinez, thank you very much for the time. Enjoy the series, and uh, make sure you go and get yourself a Nick Nurse hat. With the two, all right. Hands. I'll yeah. look forward to it. Awesome. Actually, Thanks, going to the game Saturday night, so we're all looking forward to it. Oh, so you can get you might uh, you might get yourself a championship there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Awesome. Thank you, Buck. You're uh, welcome. Good to be with you. That's Buck Martinez on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.